Episode four. So we start off with a U- Italian YouTuber group called The Borderline, who, like every other kid or young adult, wants a way of making money and a lot of it so that they can live a good life. I don't know, something like that. Anyway, so they'd had pretty much basic or moderate success on their channel, but then they figured out a way that they were getting heaps more views. So one of them, they were driving a pretty fancy car around. I think it was a Ferrari. Well, because it's Italy. They were driving a Ferrari around, and it seemed to get them a lot of views when they were just doing a vlog of them driving around a car. So then for their next video, they were driving around another expensive car. I believe it was some, uh, some sort of Lamborghini. And then for their third video, they did it again in a Lamborghini Urus. And he was the main kid of the group, like the Jake Paul of the group. Was He was driving along and he decided that he wanted to see how fast it could go. So he spe- pushed really hard down the accelerator, as you do, and went flying through traffic. And then there was a car that was going through slow, so he drove. he went around it. And then as he was on the other side of the road, a family of three, a mother, her son, and her daughter were driving the other way, and it, they slammed into them. This wasn't just like a normal crash. Like, they full-on slammed into them head-on, going pretty fast in the Urus. The mum and the son, I believe, yeah, the mum and the son survived, but the five-year-old daughter was killed on impact. The leader of the group was then sentenced to prison, and that's where he is today. For how long? I believe he got four years. And then the rest of the That's group... kind of weak. The rest of the group said that they couldn't continue on this path because of what happened. So they've all stopped uploading to social media, internet, wherever, altogether. And we have only just heard about this news now, even though it happened in Italy back in September. So good job, Italy, for letting people know of events. Why are the Italians hiding this from us? Conspiracy pizza. So the next one is Piers Morgan from a couple of years ago. I'm pretty sure everyone knows who Piers Morgan is. Well, not this twat. And there was this little girl. She had written Christmas cards. Oh, no, I should start off with what's, what, why it's weird. Oh, I don't know why I keep doing that. Um, so I think she was born off meningococcal or something, and she's missing both her arms. So she'd written, Max, don't laugh. No, because I know what's coming. Why would you laugh? Because I saw this before, so I know what this dickhead did. And then, so she'd written Christmas cards, and she was ha- she was allowed to pick one present. Before she goes in the Christmas cards, she was allowed to pick one present. She- so there was a bunch set up, because they were going to have multiple kids on picking presents. There was a bunch set up, so she said the one she wanted. Mm. And then Piers Morgan said to her, go on, point it out. Even though she'd already said the one that she wanted. So point it out. And she's missing her arms. So then she comes over to do, give them the Christmas cards. And then he then says to her, come on, hand it over. 
again, she was missing her arms. And then you think, oh, he's all done. And then when he's holding it, he says, oh, did you write these? What was she writing it with? Her feet? Yes. Idiot. And then he started talking about the spirit of cricket and started whinging when he saw the Australians winning. So he predicted the future. Samson. Yes. Have you heard what the Oxford Dictionary Word of the Year is? And what is that? It's Riz. Yeah, and what does Riz mean? It's an abbreviation of charisma. It is defined as style, charm, or attractiveness. And it can also be used as a verb. Can it be used in a sentence? What do I have to do it? Um, not really. Not really, or you can't think of one? Riz, which first emerged in 2022, was popularized this year by Tom Holland. Spider-Man. The 27-year-old actor said he had limited Riz, compared to his brother, who has ultimate Riz. Is he... Is he foolish or what? Limited Riz. Bro, you bagged Zendaya. Yeah, bro, I don't... That yeah. is not... That's way better Riz than your brother. Is he insane? Zendaya. But, yeah, in this same interview, he alluded to his romantic relationship. With Zendaya. Yeah, we established that. So, Elon Musk refuses to play GTA... Well, any GTA, because he doesn't like doing crime. Is the game is the name of the game not a crime? Grand Theft Auto. That is a crime. It's possible that it's a joke, but I don't think so. GTA is a literal crime. So he says GTA five required shooting police officers in the opening scene. What police officers do you shoot? Oh yeah. The, uh, yeah, I remember now. That you rob the bank and then when you're getting out there's cops but none of them die I suppose the ones outside of the cutscene do die so Elon is scared of GTA what does he think all the conflict should be resolved with words kind of funny when his dad owned shares in a um, mine in South Africa well that's why everyone's saying that crime is literally how he got rich Mm, well, his dad, at dad least. owns shares in a diamond mine, or whatever it is. So now we move on to funny stuff that we're going to be talking about. So the first is beatboxing and breakdancing is a better option to inform someone of death. Okay, give us an example. Well, just imagine two, um, I don't know, army, navy officers turn up at your door to tell you that your husband's died in the battlefield. Yeah. You're standing there and they go, and you go, oh, you go, oh no, you start crying. You're like, please, no. And they go, just wait. We haven't made the full announcement. So then this guy comes in, he sits up a square of cardboard on the ground. Yeah. And then a dude comes and he starts, he's like beatboxing. He goes, <laughs> your husband then, is dead. Yeah, your husband is dead. And then the guy starts doing, like, the cool spinning stuff on the mat and stuff. You'd be too distracted by what he's doing to even really get that upset. And then you go, they go, did you hear what I said? Yeah, yeah, he's dead. 
But look what this guy's doing. He was killed when he was... So, he yeah, was killed by yeah. Taliban insurgents. <laughs> and then, or another, another example, he was shot to death by Taliban insurgents. You're in... What, is, what do you call a person that looks for cancer? What's the doctor called? An oncologist. Yeah, oncologist is telling you that you've got some sort of cancer. So you walk in there and he goes... I got some news for you, but just wait. They need to sit down. I need to set up first. So then, once again, a man comes in holding a square of cardboard, puts the cardboard down, starts spinning. The doctor starts beatboxing. He's like, "You got terminal four, you terminal with cancer." Whoa! And then you completely um, ignore the whole part where he said you have cancer, because once again, he's doing his cool spinny stuff on the mat. You have stage four pancreatic cancer. cancer. You have four months cancer. to live. Stage four pancreatic oh. cancer. Oh. Cancer. Do some air horns. Um, which page is it on? Stage four pancreatic cancer. <laughs> you don't have many li- months left to live. Say goodbye to your kids. Get all your affairs in order. Do you have a will? So, moving moving on from that, we've now got VR Assassin's Creed. And for people that haven't played it. What about it? For people that haven't played this, might not really you might not really understand what this whole segment is, this whole bit is. But so you know how when you put on the VR, it's so you can feel like you're in the game. Yes. What? 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 Nothing. <laughs> it feels like you're in the game. So in Assassin's Creed, there's a thing called a leap of faith, where he like jumps off a pretty high structure. Usually then, into a bale of hay. Yeah, and they do. He does like a front flip sort of thing into a bale of hay. Into a bale of hay, and then obviously yeah. in video game mechanics, somehow you don't die when you land on the hay. How did he not die? Even though if he does a flip into the hay in real life, probably would have misjudged it and then landed. On his neck and broken it. So anyway, you put on your VR headset and you get up to the, you climb up the whole tower and you get to the top and you're about to jump off so you can land down safely. But you forget you're in VR so you actually jump yourself and then you flip over and land on top of your neck. And then you paralyze yourself yourself and you just lie in there with your VR headset on. Oh yeah, well. Um. Quotes. Should I read them? Yeah, I just don't know. If I'll it's just say my favorite. Funny for them, I'll but... just save my favorite line from it. So, the whole premise of the movie is um, a senate, a senator, no, whatever he is, ambassador. His daughter has been kidnapped, and they've got to rescue her. Obviously, anyway, he's talking. One of the characters is talking on the phone to the kidnapper. And he's saying what he wants. He goes, he goes, I want $50 million. And then he says back to him, $50 million? Who do you think you kidnapped? Chelsea Clinton? 
Anyway, so now we've moved on to we're going to read each other five jokes and try not to laugh at each other's jokes. So I'll go first, then Max will do his joke, and then I'll do mine and so on. Okay. So I'll start off. What is the worst combination of illnesses? I don't know. Alzheimer's and diarrhea. You're running, but can't remember where. <laughs> Try not to laugh, and I got Fuck him in sake. the first go. I didn't even mean okay, to laugh. It doesn't matter because we're obviously going to laugh. Exhalation of breath. Okay. That doesn't count as a laugh. But we're going to laugh anyway. Okay, your turn. Okay. Why is The Rock the only man who can turn a lesbian straight? I don't know why. Because rock beats scissors. Hey, that's not fair. <laughs> Can't press sound effects on my jokes. A box of condoms, please. That'll be three ninety nine. Do you want a bag with it? No, I'm okay. She's actually quite pretty. <laughs> two for two. <laughs> I keep forgetting what I'm doing and get caught up. What do you get when you cross human DNA with goat DNA? What? Kicked out of the petting zoo. Oh, my God. If you donate a kidney, everybody loves you and you're a total hero. But try donating five kidneys. People start yelling. Police gets called. Sheesh. What? Sheesh. Isn't that just what they do in China? The police don't get called in China. You get taken to the body farm. What did the cannibal do after he dumped his girlfriend? What? Wiped his ass. Um, where's my last one, two? What have I done? Three. Um, how can you tell your acne is really starting to get out of hand? I don't know. How? The blinds start reading your face. Why isn't there a pregnant Barbie doll? Dunno. Ken came in another box. Stop cheating. I rang a suicide hotline in Iraq. They got really excited and asked if I could drive a truck. And my last joke. You ready? Yep. What is the difference between acne and a Catholic priest? What? Acne usually comes on a boy's face after he turns 12. (laughs) (laughs) So, Samson. Me and Dad were in Woden Westfield, uh, what was it, two weeks ago? No, last week. And we had to go over to Cash Converters. Uh, we had some stuff to sell. And what kind of clientele do you think were in there as soon as we turned up? Um, bong smoke? Wait, I'm a bong smoker. Crackheads? Yes, crackheads. Two crackheads, in fact. Jesus. So when we first got there, there's this one girl sitting down. She's like kitted out in a full Esche get up. Got the TNs and everything. Oh. And at first, Dad was Dad thought it was a bloke at, th- at first. <laughs> so he was shocked to find out that it was actually a woman. So anyway, we're, just sit- we're sitting there waiting. And then another bloke walks in. Wait, what were you handing into cash converters? Well, just some old, an old iPad and shit. Oh, okay. Continue. So we're sitting there waiting, and this 
definitely this bloke you can tell as soon as he walks in he's on he's a crackhead. Well, first off he just walks over, there's a drinks machine in the corner. And he goes and gets a Pepsi or some shit. And then he's standing over by the drinks machine, which is in front of the desk. So we think he's just standing there to get a drink. And then the person at the desk finishes off and then the lady goes, okay, next please. Old mate just proceeds to walk up to the counter. When there's two people behind in front of him. (laughs) He pushed in. So Cracky Eshe, you just see her behind him just throw her arms up, but she doesn't say anything. So dad goes, dad speaks up instead and says, what are you doing, mate? We were here first. Are you just pushing in? So then he goes, oh, I didn't know you were in front of me, mate. I thought you were just waiting for something. Oh, I thought you were waiting for something. Waiting for, waiting for fucking what, mate? Crack. Then he goes, oh, I'm sorry, mate, mate. Calm down. <laughs> you're trying I to didn't do, realize. You're trying to do the Shaq TV cracky on you. And then he sits back down with his, whatever the, I don't know, I think it looks like a tabletop grill or some shit. What? Like it's a tabletop grill. So he goes up to the counter. When it's his turn, he goes up to the counter, which is next to us, and you hear him say, oh, mate, oh, mate, how much can I get for this? The person looks at him and goes, uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Well, because he just brought in some random piece of shit that he could sell. Yeah, he's obviously just selling it to get could, more crack. Yeah, but they're like, oh, nothing, mate, and he just fucking walks out. No, oh, so we pushed in to sell nothing. I thought you said that Dad fought the cracky. All right, yeah, he was, was getting up and more pushing just... in. Yeah. Anyway, so this is another story from you won't believe it, Woden. What? Anyway, I was in the bathroom and they obviously I pushed the lock button and the light turned red, which that indicated that it was locked. So anyway, I started going off to do my business and. All of a sudden, the door opens as I'm obviously finishing up doing a wee. Anyway, the door opens, and a bloke looks in at me, and he has the audacity to say, don't play with yourself. What? Yeah, because that's what people do. They go into the bathroom to do a wee and then play with themselves. Oh, I came down to Wode in Westfield just to go to the bathroom and have a wank. I should have said to him, oh, yeah, you, you want to have a look, you pervert? <laughs> that would have sent him running. It's pretend that you're underage. But, yeah, that's what you do. You see a disabled person in a wheelchair and you just go, don't play with yourself. You just turn around, what? And then start playing with yourself at him. Say to him, oh, you want to help me out? <laughs> I'm struggling here, mate. I'm struggling. I need, I, need, I, need, I, need, I need an extra set of hands. You want to finish me off, bro? <laughs> you want to help, help me finish? So, <laughs> you want to help me finish? Um, also, when I was in there the other day, it was all—it was just all sorts of different types of people just out on the town in Westfield, doing what? Just doing—I don't know—just weird shit. So, because I actually saw, I went to the bathroom later on, as I, 
And as I'm going there, another cracky just shuffles past. Go, oh, why are the crackies? And he was wearing no shoes, had some trackies on. Why do the crackies love Woden so much? What is in Woden? Um, is, crack. The cra- is the crack cheaper? Must be. <laughs> the crack is cheaper at Woden. <laughs> so, if you're ever swiping on Tinder and Woden, don't. They're probably all on crack. Yeah, they're all crackhead men wearing wigs. I mean, when I lived in Woden for like a week, I don't really call it living, I guess, then. There were pretty attractive women on there, but who knows? They might have been addicted to crack. Yes, that's, yeah, they weren't. They're all just crack addicts. They look like that, and then you meet up with them, and they're like, Oh, hey. you got any crack? Oh, my. I'm looking for some crack. How much? How much is the crack? I'm looking for a different kind of crack. Oh. What? What do you mean? It's mixed with meth. Oh, I thought you were saying something else. Oh, you mean oh, that I'm in the meth. business of looking for crack, as in women's cracks. Bum crack. Plumber's crack. No, there's a men. Yeah, you'd like it. I don't like men. <laughs> I must reiterate, I do not like men. Max okay. is, This is a character assassination. Max is... I'm not saying... It, you're allowed... It's okay to be gay, but... I don't, I don't Where know. Where are you going with this? It's okay to be gay. Okay. I'm not, but I'm just saying it's fine. I didn't think it was wrong. Yeah, well, it sounded like I was going somewhere. I didn't want to do that. Ah, on a rant about homos. No. Sexuals. Homosexuals. Okay, let's move on. Um, what was, what was I meant to be doing there? Ah, yeah. My This Week with Samson. So, Whoa. I was watching a show on... Samson! Oh, it's Shark Week is this week. So, I was watching a show about Dun. sharks. Dun. Shark bait. Woo-hoo-ha. And anyway, the show was like talking about shark attacks. And I it was pretty interesting. And I've saved four, five of them. Four shark attacks ending in disaster. Top four shark attacks. And one of incredible survival. So the first one is... So they're all, they're all people getting murdered by sharks in the first three? Yes. What have you just said? First four. The USS oh. Indianapolis Ooh. is the deadliest shark attack in history. During the Second World War, War, Second World War the, US Indianap- the USS Indianapolis was sent on a top-secret mission to deliver a bomb that would be dropped on Hiroshima. It would be dropped on Hiroshima. The mission was successful... Oh, so that's... And they were heading back when they were attacked by the Japanese submarines on July 30, 1945. Of the 1,195 people on the boat, 300 sank with the ship during the attack. This is just the beginning of their misery, as the survivors lived on the sea without food, drinkable water, or life jackets. They were also exposed to sharks. Some survivors died from saltwater poisoning, drowning, dehydration, and other illnesses. The surge of human activity in the water attracted the sharks. The sharks first started there, preying on the dead troopers. On the third day, a seaplane spotted the troopers, landed the plane, and brought some of them on board while attracting other ships to the scene to rescue the remaining soldiers. It is unclear how many died due to the shark attacks. By the time of 
the rescue, only 320 of the 800-plus sailors that survived the submarines were alive. Jesus. The estimate is that over 150 people died due to shark attacks. Oh, because they just went into feeding frenzy mode. The sharks responsible for these attacks were white tips and tiger sharks. Oh, so not even any great whites were there. The main shark well, villain. Where they where the boat sunk was Oh yeah, it's like tropical. Sunk wasn't what? where great white sharks usually hang out. Well they do, but not the area they sunk in. This was a series two, the Jersey Shark Attacks of nineteen sixteen. Isn't that like the one that Jaws is based on? Yes. This is a series of shark attacks that happened around the coastal shore of New Jersey between the 1st and 12th of New July, Jersey. 1916. There were four fatalities, one injured victim. At the time, a heat wave and polio epidemic in the United States drove most city members to the waterside. The increasing population of humans on the waterside alerted the sharks to the shore of the waterside and subsequently led to what is now known as the Jersey shark attacks of 1916. The first attack occurred on the 1st of July, with the victim being 28-year-old Charles Van Sant visiting New Jersey on vacation. Charles decided to take a quick swim before dinner. Unfortunately, he didn't know that decision was going to cost him his life. The shark attacked Van Sant's legs. He was rescued alive, but bled to death at Resort's Hotel. On the 6th of July, a Swiss bellman, Captain Charles Bruder, was the next victim. Bruder swam 130... Oh, whoops. I didn't convert that. Swam 130 yards from shore when he was attacked in the abdomen and legs. Bruder was rescued, but he bled to death before they got to the beach. The following two attacks happened at Matawan Creek on the 12th of July. Some boys playing at the stream noticed something that seemed to be a board or log, which turned out to be a shark's dorsal fin. Seriously? They tried to get out of the water, but the shark pulled 11-year-old Steelwell underwater. The other boys went to get help. And a couple of men came and dived into the water to find Stillwell, believing he had must have had a seizure. Fisher Watson found Stillwell's body in an attempt to take it offshore. He was also bitten in the thigh by the shark. Why is that their first thought? He was rushed to the hospital where he bled to death. Stillwell's body was recovered on the 14th of July, 1916, same day as the final attack. The final attack was on Joseph Dunn, a 14-year-old who had his leg bitten by a shark. Dunn was rescued by his brother and a friend after a battle with the shark. Joseph Dunn was hospitalised and recovered a few months later. The Jersey shark attacks of 1916 led to a shark hunt and newfound fear of sharks as monsters. Towns closed their public beaches with nets to protect swimmers and these attacks launched new research and assessment on shark. The sharks, the shark responsible for these attacks were three separate great white sharks. Oh, that's what I was about to ask if it was the same one or not. Shirley and number three, Shirley Ann Durden. In 1985, Shirley Ann Durden was diving for scallops in Australia's Peak Bay when she was attacked by around 20 feet long great white shark. The mighty fish tore the 33-year-old in half in its first strike as a husband and four children watched in horror from the shore. By the time rescuers arrived, all that remained was a headless torso floating in the water. Within moments, the shark returned and devoured that too. God, that's brutal. Number four, Cliff Zimmerman. Cliff Zimmerman was diving for abalone with his friend Randall Fry off the coast of California in 2004 when disaster struck. Zimmerman reported that he turned from Fry for a millisecond before hearing a whooshing sound and feeling the water move as if a boat went by. He spun around to see Fry gone and a shark fin servicing momentarily before the surrounding water turned red. 
Zimmerman swam for his life. His companion's severed head and body were found separately the following day. Once again, the shark responsible for this was a great white. And fifth and final story, Rodney Fox. Rodney Fox, 13, was defending his Australian spearfishing title in 1953 when a great white shark grabbed him around the middle and dragged him through the water upside down. The predator released him as he gouged its eyes, but soon returned and attacked again. Fox jammed his arm down the beast's throat and pulled it free again. The beast. Ripping the flesh from his arm. The shark released him and then returned a third time, dragging Fox along the ocean floor. After nearly drowning, the teenager was released and pulled aboard a nearby boat with his ribcage, lungs and upper stomach exposed. Miraculously, his main arteries remained intact and he survived after four hours of surgery and 360 stitches. So, imagine then he goes back to school and he's like, and then his friend's like, oh, what happened? Oh, you know, I just fought a great white shark. That's where I've seen, like, pictures, not after he was attacked, but, like, after the surgery. And he was just, yeah, covered in staples and... Yeah, but he didn't even look like he was human. Damn. And now he's got like massive scars on him. But that's a, that that would get you women. That is definitely a way to get chicks. Oh, where where'd you get all those is scars? Oh, I was just going to get myself attacked. I went toe to toe with one of the world's deadliest apex predators. Yeah, well, Mick Fanning defeated one. <laughs> Did the shark actually attack him? Like full on? Tried to get him. Damn. And he said, "No, go away, shark." And an honourable mention is a South African corporal known as Corporal Jackie. He was a baboon serving in the South African army in World War Two. What does that have to do with sharks? I just said honourable mention, Jackie. Anyway, what was the what have we got now? Oh, and they were showing that. Um, it was a shit. Why have I forgotten what I was saying? <laughs> Jackass um, Shark Week thing. Yeah. And they were. Well, mad- I, should, I need to go back and watch it because they I haven't watched the whole thing. Matador, one of the things they were matadoring a great white. They were matadoring sharks and a quite a large. Not that. They were actually bull not, sharks. Not massive. A massive bull shark came up and tried to get. What's his name? Um, uh. A massive bull shark tried to get Pontius. That's his name. Yeah. So they said to him he had to get out of the water before it came back because then he'd die. Then it'd get him and he'd die. Did he? Did he get out of the water? Yes, because Pontius is still Pontius is still alive. Yeah, but it wasn't a guarantee that it would kill him. What you mean? He's like just making him angry. Rip his leg off or something. Well, Poopy's almost died. Stupid angry shark. So, recommendations is what we've moved on to. I'm going to recommend you some stuff. And I believe Max is going to do one as well. So anyway, first one is Flying High, or Airplane for US viewers. Or if you can't find it called Flying High, it's also called Airplane. So, it's a pretty hilarious movie. It's, um... Packed with clever gags. What the hell are you doing over there? Nothing. Hilarious one-liners and a brilliant cast. 
This classic parody film is a must-watch. The jokes are timeless, the humour is spot-on, and it's a perfect movie to lift your spirits. Anyway, so it's, if you're easily offended, don't watch it, but it's hilarious. What's hilarious about it? Well, just there's um, Tell jokes. Them. I forgot the kid's name. I'm just going to say it's, um, I think it's Joey. Yeah, it's Joey. Um, he says to him, Joey, have you ever been to a Kotoko? He asks him all sorts of stuff and he's full on flirting with the kid. Um, Joey, have you ever seen the inside of a Turkish prison? My, one of my favorite ones is, um, Joey, have you, have, have you ever seen two gladiators wrestle? And then the, the funny thing is, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is also the pilot in there, but he's there as someone else. Um, Roger Murtog, I think it is, Tag, however you say it. And the kid's going, hey, I know you. You're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And then he's telling him he's not, and then his dad says, he, my dad says, um, you're slow and lazy in defense. And then he grabs him and he goes, listen here, I've been told this ever since I was at UCLA. And then, like, full-on grabs him and then reveals that he's actually Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. What was that really sus thing that the other one says to Joey? Um, Joey, have you ever seen a grown man naked? And then, in the same movie, there's a guy that he's, uh, like, he's went over to, he's, like, a traveling, kind of like a UN dude, but, like, his own private thing. So, it's sort of like, I don't know. Anyway, and there's these natives, African natives, um, and he's teaching them. He goes, and I started teaching them simple calisthenics, and then and then I moved on to into into onto expert rudimentary skills, and he's literally just taught them basketball, <laughs> and he's saying that they um they adjusted. I think the word it was, they adjusted to it um fairly quickly. It's because it's just black people playing basketball. Um, and then the next thing is I've been drinking, I bought the Bilson's advent calendar and I've drank, what, what's today? The seventh? Yes. I've drank six of them so far. I'm yet to drink the one today. And the three best ones so far, if you can get your hands on them, buy them. Pavlova. Pink Clouds, and I know this is pretty basic, but the lemon one's really good. Um, also, I've been getting into, well, I've been watching them for a while, but if you're into vlog YouTube channels where people vlog like they go on trips overseas and stuff, then I recommend Luke Corns. He's He travels over to places and he also inf- like informs you on facts and interesting things about the country. Uh, another one is Dale Phillip. He doesn't inform you of facts and stuff, but he travels around trying foods, doing whatever. A lot of the times he's got a fight with scammers, so that part's pretty funny when the scammers try to get him and he sees through their bullshit the whole time. So Luke Corns and Dale Phillip are channels you should check out on YouTube. Well, I've only really got YouTube recommendations for today. So my first one is this guy, his name is Mike Chen, and you know, has another channel called Strictly Dumpling. And if so, like, if you're into just watching a guy 
eat food. He can eat anything. If it was poop, he'd probably eat it. Yeah, but he seems to enjoy everything a lot. But yeah, he just goes all over the world and just eats everything. He for a small um Asian man, he does put away a lot of food. Yeah, and somehow he's never gained weight or anything. He just eats for an entire day. Oh, and if you're into um like stuff about computers, all sorts of stuff, you should check out Austin Evans. Pretty, Why, you hijacked me, man. He's pretty informative. Sorry, I was just it just came to me. Um, I've got another recommendation. Mighty car mods. If you're into watching cars get modded and stuff, and just in cars in general, my favorite YouTube channel. So you should definitely check them out. And who is it? Moog and Marty and Moog, and they're pretty funny blokes at the same time. Yeah, they make all sorts of different car content. Um, so yeah. They've also been featured in quite a few super cheap auto ads. They have creations. Oh yeah, because they're sponsored by Super Cheap Auto, so they get them to just do all their funny ads and stuff. Um and wait. So oh, sorry. And I said I was gonna tell you about the hard rest of the hard fizz flavours. You did? Yeah. Well I think I did. I've since tried them all, and I think the favourite's got to be grape. It just tastes like you're drinking a grape zappo. Grape. Love grape zappos. So, but if this is the end of the podcast, but we would like you to submit your videos, stories that have happened to you, just anything. We don't care. Just ring in, let us know what you're thinking, all sorts of stuff. The first f- 30 callers. Callers. Or leave, you don't have to call. You can leave a message or whatever on my phone or on Instagram. Will be added to a group chat where they'll have access to future exclusive merch. So stuff that other people can't get. You'll be able to submit videos to us where we, and have a chance to be featured on our story. Early access to competitions. And you can just have a chat with us about anything in the group chat. Thank you. And you can just send us, like, just anything you find on Instagram, funny videos. And as Samson said, your own voice messages, stories, just anything. We don't care if it's pretty basic story. Just tell us what you're thinking. And recommend us to your friends. Oh, and also you'll get to recommend drinks for us to try and... Movies, TV shows, and YouTube channels to check out. Thanks for supporting us so far.